Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, February 7th, 2020. And for today's report, I have decided to once again talk about what is, or at least what should be, the most important story on earth, that is 2019 NCOV, commonly known as Wuhan Flu. The World Health Organization no longer names diseases or pathogens after people or places. Thus, the scientific name, the name simply means when broken down, 2019 means it was discovered in 2019. N is novel or new, and it is a coronavirus, that's what COV means. The story changed completely a few days ago when the website Zero Hedge released a report entitled, quote, Is This the Man Behind the Global Coronavirus Pandemic, end quote. Zero Hedge, a well-respected website, not given to exaggeration, but the post was taken down by the various tech giants and Twitter suspended their account. It seems that the official narrative of how the virus began is being carefully maintained behind a solid wall that includes virtually all mainstream media and all governments. If you want to stay online, you want to continue talking, you must continue the official narrative. Zero Hedge said that the official theory for the spread of the coronavirus epidemic, namely because someone ate bat soup at a Wuhan seafood and animal market, is a fabricated farce. Quote, the real reason behind the viral spread is because a weaponized version of the coronavirus, one of which may have originally been obtained from Canada, was released by Wuhan's Institute of Virology, accidentally or not. A top level four biohazard lab, which was studying the world's most dangerous pathogens. It seems that this lab and Dr. Ping Zhao, a researcher at the lab, were very interested in bats. They knew that bats carry many extremely dangerous pathogens within their bodies but are unaffected by them. Some of these pathogens include Ebola, Marburg, Hendra, Nipah, and SARS-CoV, yet the bats show no clinical sign of disease. The virology lab discovered that the bats could maintain just enough defense against the pathogens to not trigger an immune response. Dr. Zhao began studying the dampening of the immune response in bats, which allows them to live on the edge with these dangerous pathogens inside them, the lab even released a press release announcing Dr. Zhao's achievements. The title of the release was Wuhan as the first person in the global bat immunity research. The press release went on to describe his credentials and his staff of 80 researchers who helped him to uncover this knowledge. Dr. Zhao was studying how the bats carry these nightmarish viruses and yet remain immune to them. He also researched mutant coronaviruses that were able to overcome the immunity. These superbug coronavirus strains are not resistant to any natural immune pathway. Now they appear to be loose out in the wild. What does all this information mean? What difference does it make whether bats are immune to virus attacks or not? It makes a difference because if we don't know where the virus came from or if we maintain an official lie. How can we devise a method of defeating it? What apparently happened was one of Dr. Zhao's superbugs escaped or was released intentionally into the world. 
and the Wuhan fish market was chosen as a convenient ruse. It further appears that the virus has been weaponized by somehow splitting and adding HIV virus to make it much more dangerous and give it more survivability. What's left then is a very deadly virus for which we humans have no herd immunity, no internal defense herd immunity. And as in the common cold means that if one person has no immunity and is infected, the next person he is in contact with does have immunity. And so we'll be immune and the spread stops with this virus. That is not the case. It spreads like wildfire, the most prestigious medical journal in the world. The British journal Lancet has also published an article in support of this view. It seems that the origin of the virus is not the only thing the Chinese communist government has been lying about. Once again, Zero Hedge reported that 10 days ago, before the news started coming in, a U.K. researcher predicted that over 250,000 Chinese would be infected by February 4th. But the Chinese say the number of infections is only about 25,000 or one-tenth of that prediction. Many reports say the officials were rushing, rushing to cremate the corpses overnight so they could not be counted during the day. The other trick they used to hold down the numbers, apparently many of the sick and dying are listed as having pneumonia instead of the virus. The Taiwan Times reports that the real numbers were inadvertently released before they were quickly pulled. The actual figures are, quote, astronomical compared to the official numbers, closer to the epidemic numbers predicted by Jonathan Reed at UK Group. 154,023 were infected, he says, 24,589 dead. These numbers were quickly updated to reflect the government's official numbers. Why all this government lying? If the government of China is lying, then why will it not release the truth? On January 29th, Xing Guang, chief of epidemiology at China's CDC, made a rare, candid, by communist standards that is, admission about why the Chinese officials cannot tell people the truth. He gave an interview with the state-run Global Times, quote, the officials need to think about the political angle and the social stability in order to keep their positions. The Chinese premier, Xi, called on people to work together because the outcome would directly affect the social stability of the country, end quote. It's easy to understand why a country with 1.4 billion people would be concerned with social stability. The government wants the people to be calm cooperative instead of demanding the truth from the government. This effort at social stability directly contradicts all the videos of people dying in the streets, of ashes in the crematoriums, of millions of people trying to escape the cities before the lockdown and the internal quarantine. However, if the higher numbers are reflective of what's really happening in China, then no attempts to mask the panic and the full extent of the pandemic will control the truth and keep it from coming out. As Shakespeare said, in anger, truth will out. So there you have one version of what may be happening in China and the world, thanks to our friends over at Zero Hedge. There is another version, however, which is told to us by the Chinese Communist government. That is that the virus started in the Wuhan fish market. From bats, it then infected humans through their contact with and consumption of the bats. 
That version is put forward by virtually every mainstream outlet on earth. It is simply taken for granted that we will accept it as true. It is also the theory of doctors at Johns Hopkins and other prominent hospitals and research facilities within the United States. I saw an interview with a doctor from Johns Hopkins who said that it will not be possible to stop this virus, to stop its spread in the United States, and that the current containment efforts will not work because of the properties of the virus itself, meaning its survivability and its rapid spread and the length of time before the symptoms when it is still infectious. He went on to say that it is nothing to worry about, however, that if you are infected, it won't be anything other than a bad cold. Only a small number of cases will progress to pneumonia. I certainly hope the good doctor is correct about that, but I have a few questions about his point of view. If it is true that it is no big deal, why then is China currently tearing apart the entire country to control it? Millions of people fled their capital city ahead of the quarantine, and now the rest of the 24 million people are stuck in their homes in a deserted city. Hospitals are full. People are being told not to come to the hospital because there's no treatment and no room and no cure. That is the real reason here that someone needs to answer, i.e., the fact there is no treatment. If there is no immunity, no effective treatment, how are we going to stop the spread of this virus? If a person is one of the unlucky ones who actually does happen to get pneumonia, then that person is dead because there is no cure. The Chinese doctor who first released the report that China had a terrible problem on its hands was arrested and forced to repent of spreading rumors. He became infected later by one of his patients and died yesterday. Now, even the Chinese Communist government finally admits that he is dead. China now has basically the entire country under quarantine. The Chinese economy, upon which many American companies depend, is shutting down while the Chinese Communist government comes to grips with what it has and what it has done. The Chinese government at the very top now probably understands that it has unleashed a terrible plague upon this world. No one should accuse them of such a thing without proof, but the proof is right there in the Zero Hedge material and also in the Lancet article. The government of China knows what they've done to their own people, but instead of admitting it, working with the world to find an answer to the problem, they try to scapegoat the Chinese people by blaming them for eating bats. By the way, where did the Chinese get their propensity for consuming wild animals such as bats that many of us would consider revolting or even dangerous? Well, when Mao took over China in 1948, he was a dedicated communist, as you probably know. He set out to impose a communist utopia on the population. One of his first acts was the collectivization of all farms and the surrender of all food supply to the government. The government would own the means of production. You see, that means food, too. Tens of millions of Chinese people were starved to death. They were reduced to eating wild animals, tree bark, anything else they could gather, even bats, I suppose. The propensity to consume such things became part of the culture that still exists today in China. There are people inside China risking their very lives and their freedom to get the truth to the rest of us. The Chinese government has tried hard to prevent 
what it calls spreading rumors that disrupt the social order. It would be accurate to say that another name for spreading rumors would be telling the truth. Many bloggers are continuing to do that. They somehow get their message out. I've seen many inside Wuhan videos from those in quarantine. The New York Times has a Chinese reporter inside Wuhan, but she is apparently restricted and monitored. So she gives us mostly just a party line. The most helpful network for me has been Al Jazeera. They sent a reporter to Wuhan, but she was not allowed to enter. They do provide a link to a Chinese blogger who reports in nameless solution, nameless isolation from Wuhan quarantine. Her writing is fascinating stuff. You can find the link on Al Jazeera's website. There is no need for me to go into numbers of infected and dead because they would be inaccurate by the time you hear me. The disease is either a terrible mutant plague unleashed upon the world by the Chinese communist government, either intentionally or accidentally, or it isn't. I pray that it is not and that it can be stopped, at least its effects lessened. Finally, folks, I have decided. One last question before I go. Why is it always China? Why China, whether it's this new mutant virus or whether it's SARS, MERS, bird flu, swine flu, many others, it always seems to be China. Chinese people are then forced to remain silent in the face of the most obvious lies. The rest of the world will hopefully stop cooperating with such evil and seek the truth. Maybe, maybe they will. At least that's the way I see it. Until next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.